Hello and welcome to the Jesse and Melva podcast. Let's talk about love and marriage. We are so glad you're here. Do you know how so many couples get so caught in the routine of their daily lives that their relationship loses its spark? Well, we help you get that spark back in the way that sticks. This is the place where you will discover the secrets of happy couples that you can apply to your own relationships. And now, here's Jesse and Melba. Hello, this is Jesse Johnson. (laughs) And I am Melba Thomas Johnson. Welcome back. You know, we really appreciate you joining us um, and taking this time to be with us. Today, we're talking about having time together as a couple. It's an issue that comes up often in relationships when one or both partners complain that they're not getting the time or attention from their mate. This is really a series uh, on the 10 most common relationship problems, and we're continuing that, of course, today. And you can go to our blog site to hear any of those of particular interest to you. And today's show deals with the problem of having time together, a lack of having time together. Yeah. uh, (coughs) Excuse me. A serious complaint that women often face, <clears throat> excuse me, is the fact that their husbands don't spend enough quality time with them. And it's not just husbands. If, if um, women are in a committed relationship with, uh, if they're dating and they're in a serious uh, relationship, we hear the same complaint as well. Women recall that when two of them were dating, they spent a lot of time together, talking, going out together, being romantic and loving, and then after a while, all that stuff. And most women long for those kinds of times together that they once had with the man in their life. And most women don't understand why men don't do what they used to do to make the woman feel loved, cared for, appreciated, and romanced. It's just a big question for women. So maybe as a man, Jesse, you can explain to us women um, who are listening what's going on there. Well, I'll try to answer your question, but before I do, I want to say that many men feel the same way that women do. Really? Really. They miss the time together also. Many men complain that after the children come, that they, that is the men, that is, seem to have to take a back seat to their wives' time and attention. They would say that most, if not all, of the attention is shifted from them as the husbands onto the children. And many men are really conflicted about that. On the one hand, they love their children and are appreciative of the fact that their wives are great mothers who care for their children in ways that only a mother can. But on the other hand, they are jealous of the amount of time that children get because they feel that they've lost that special connection of time and attention from their wives because of the kids. Jealous? Jealous. Wow. So now let me also say that most men don't voice their concerns to their wives. That instead, many men simply focus on their work or careers and try to find other things to compensate them for the lack of time and attention that they feel they're missing at home. So my point is that both women and men often feel that they have lost something really important in the relationship 
when they don't give each other the time and attention that each of them is longing for. So, what I'm hearing you say, Jesse, is a huge impact on relationships. I mean, that this has a huge impact on relationships because um, I think that most women are unaware that men have the same longing for time together that women do. You know, we just notice that you're busy and that you're not available. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we females are a lot more expressive of, of our wants, our desires, and our feelings in our relationships with our husbands um, or our um, our partner, our mate, than men are. So unless men tell us what they want, we have no way of knowing what's going on with them. Well, that's, that's very true. And um, So that's a real important message to men. Yes. You know, because if you're not real expressive about it, then we're thinking, we're just noticing that you're not available, then we're making up stories in our head in terms of what we think that means, mm-hmm. and then it just goes downhill. Well, that's true. And even in those relationships where there are not children, I'm talking about people who are dating, who've been in a relationship for a long time, uh, sometimes I think the lack of spending real quality time with each other is really an indication of the fact that maybe there's some problems going on in the relationship that the couple has not addressed yet or successfully addressed. So one or one one partner in the relationship may not have expressed it. Let's say, for example, if the guy is unhappy about something that's going on and there are unresolved issues in the relationship that haven't been addressed, then one thing that might happen is that he might not be as attentive and spend as much time with the woman as with his girlfriend as he has once did. So and if that was explored, then we would be looking at that as symptoms and then would look underneath all of that to find out what's really going on, I think is what I'm right. hearing you say. Okay. That's very true. Um, I also uh, want to say, too, that in uh, another problem in our communicating to women is the fact that, that most of us men really aren't as good communicators as women, that women have a lot more practice communicating because you're better at it. In other words, you know, women talk, you, you, y'all talk to your girlfriends all the time. Yeah. You know, you communicate a lot more than we guys do. We have expertise. You do have expertise, <laughs> that we don't have. And as, and as a result of that, um, when we do try to communicate with you, we're really at a disadvantage because um, even though we might try to express and tell you what it is that we're wanting, somehow or the other doesn't quite come out right. And if it doesn't come out right and we don't get the response that we want, then many of us kind of give up trying. Yeah, because... Uh, um, so my experience is that men are problem solvers. Yes. So when it's time to have a discussion about anything, they're looking at, okay, so how do I solve the problem? And they're thinking about that in a loving way. You know, men are hunters, women are gatherers. So a woman wants to um, talk about the whole experience and her feelings about it, and she wants to hear about the feelings from him. Mm-hmm. He's talking about problem solving, and there's a clash. Right. That's very true. Especially if the guy has already figured out he knows the solution. (laughs) Problem. Okay. So um, I also think, too, that um, men and women have a different interpretation of what quality time means. So why don't you share with our listeners how women view quality time 
and then I'll say a word or two about how what men mean by quality time. Okay. Um, I think that's going to be an, um, an extension of what we were just talking about. Um, well, when women talk about quality time, they often mean wanting to be romanced. You know, and romance means like connection time. They want to be made to feel like their husbands or their mate still think they're beautiful, desirable, wanted, needed, and special. You know, that kind of expression. Mm-hmm. Most of the women I know like all that stuff, you know, all that mushy stuff. Uh, many women, not all, but a lot. Um, we like getting dressed for a special evening out with their man, you know, like going out on dates like we did when we were dating. We want you as men to do all the kinds of things you did when you were trying to convince us that you were the man for us. See, we remember all of that. Mm-hmm. That um, that you were better than any other guy out there. And you convinced us by all the kinds of thoughtful things you did for us. You held our hand when we walked. You looked into our eyes. We kissed. We hugged. We talked. We went places. We spent a lot of time together. And then, after all that, we made wonderful love. I think this is what most women mean when they say they want quality time together with their husband. Doing the kinds of things we did when we fell in love. And that, that reminds me of, um, I think it's the story that you have told um, times that I really, really like about the, the woman who um, said to her husband over and over again, um, I just need to hear you say, that you love me. Mm-hmm. And she said it for um, a long period of time. And then one day, in the man's frustration, he responded and said, look, I told you that I loved you when we first got married, and if that ever changes, I'll let you know. Right. See, that's not, <laughs> you know, see, that's the problem. That is the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Okay. Okay. So that's from a woman's perspective. Experience, oh, okay. Context. All right. Well, it might surprise a lot of women. Uh, we've said this before, but it might be a surprise to a lot of women. Um, a lot of men want the same thing, too. That often will assume, however, that when their husbands say that we want to spend some quality time together, what that means is that all the man wants is sex. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is true. Men do want sex. I know it. And if the truth be told, women want sex too. Oh yeah. Okay. And if that's a and if a guy's sperm bank is up to the brink and is about to explode, and he hasn't had sex for a long time, yes, he probably wants sex right now to relieve his discomfort. And let me just take a pause for a moment and suggest that uh, to our listeners that if you haven't read our articles entitled What a Woman Wished Men Knew About Women and Sex, and a companion article that's entitled What Men Wished Women Knew About Men and Sex, we would suggest that you go to our blog and read them. It's important that men and women understand each other's sexual makeups. Yeah, that was, that was both of those were important articles, and I think both men and women will learn a lot. They will have aha moments. Right. Okay. But it's a mistake for women to assume that sex is all 
that men want or need. See, men re- also remember what it was like when we were dating and and um, we share some of those same special moments with you. We recall all those good times when we hugged and kissed and went for walks and did all kinds of wonderful things like that together. And um, But often when men approach their wives with saying that uh, we want to spend some quality time, that women get an attitude because women think that all we want is sex. And as I said, yes, we do want sex, but we want all that lovey-dovey kind of stuff, too, that goes along with romancing you as well. Okay, so in terms of problem solving, so what you're saying is it's not that, uh, okay, we solved the problem. Can we have sex now? That's right. not it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it might be important then for women to have a heart-to-heart conversation with their husbands or their mate about how both of them can have the kind of quality time together that each of them wants. Well, I certainly definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah, you know, I'm remembering that in our book, Mining for Gold in Your Relationship. Um, yes, I'm plugging the book. But, yes, um, but there's a point in it that I want to make. I recall the story of Deborah Ann and Chris. They had a major issue around having time together. Yes, and um, in, the, in the book we tell the story and we uh, emphasize Chris had an extremely demanding job. Mm-hmm. One, in fact, that uh, meant that not only did he have uh, to put in long hours while he was at work in the office, but his job often required that he travel abroad on business trips. So when he was home, he would be so exhausted that all he wanted and needed to do was just to unwind and relax. What he wanted was for Deborah Ann to appreciate how hard he was working for his family and acknowledge him for the sacrifices that he was making in his time away from them you know that these were these were sacrifices that he was making for the family. Yeah, that's true. Now Deborah Ann didn't quite see it that way uh-huh. because she, like many women, was overwhelmed by all the things she had to handle at home while he was working. At the time, she was a stay-at-home mom and really had her hands full managing the household and raising their two children. One, in fact was a special needs child who needed a lot of time and attention. She was so busy with the children, and a lot of times she was managing uh, child-rearing by herself. She also had to prepare meals, and she prepared some meals, I mean some phenomenal meals, Mm -hmm. keep the house clean, the house was immaculate, and organized, washed clothes, you know, all the kinds of things that stay-at-home moms have to do. And if that wasn't enough, she also had to find people to help to do a lot of home repairs, maintenance, grass cutting, snow removal, and a lot of the things typically handled by husbands. Yes, and I remember that she had gotten to the point where to some extent, uh, and I hope it's uh, I'm not overgeneralizing here, but that she just really felt a kind of a disconnection from her husband because he just simply wasn't there. And that's often the result of couples not spending quality time together. They disconnect. Yeah. And I I recall times that she would become so overwhelmed that she would become extremely enraged. And, of course, when she would really let her husband know how upset she was by being so overwhelmed and not having him around, it was hard for him to hear her. 
Yes, and, and Chris would respond the way that most of us guys respond by saying something like, well, you know, I've got to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. All he's focusing on is work and not hearing his wife. And that's a huge mistake that many of us guys make. We tend to put most, and in some cases, all of our attention on our jobs at the expense of our wives and children. And we justify our disconnection from our wives and kids by blaming it on the demands of our jobs. Now, I want to agree uh, by saying that it really is important that we guys work and provide for our families. Uh, That's one of the things that, that, you know, in terms of our culture that men do. I also want to acknowledge this guy for being good providers. Mm -hmm. But our responsibilities to our families don't stop there. They also, that is our families, they also need our time, our attention, our help and support as well. It's it's like our second job. It's, you know, the one we come home to. You know, many times women talk about my second job. I have a job, job, and I have a second job coming home. And, you know, that's, you know, taking care of my kids and all that kind of thing. Well, Men need to have that same kind of attitude, I'm saying, that we have a job, but we also have a second job, and that is to come home and be a part of the family and contribute those things that only fathers can contribute. I like that so much. Uh, I was almost going to ask you to say that again, um, but we have a few more things we want to share. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, because right, uh, right now I'm remembering that Father's Day is coming up this Sunday, and I recall a couple of quotes you shared with me the other day about fathers that I think would be good for you to share with our listeners. Well, maybe it's appropriate now since I've been getting on this guy so much, maybe, so maybe we talk about the fathers a little bit. Well, you were compassionate. Yeah, okay. One of the quotes uh, that I recall that I like is from Kent uh, Nurburn, who is an author, sculptor, and an author who has been deeply involved in Native American issues and education. Kent says, it's much easier to become a father than to be one. And I think that's really very, very true. And I also like a quote from uh, President Barack Obama who says, what makes you a man is not the ability to have a child. Mm -hmm. It's the courage to raise one. Of all the rocks upon which we build our lives, we are reminded today that family is the most important. And we are called to recognize and honor how critical every father is to that foundation. Wow. So I want to say again that providing for the financial needs of our families is tremendously important, but our responsibilities to our children and spouses don't stop there. Yes, we may have tried, we may be tired, rather, and are worn out from the demands of our jobs. However, we must find the energy to give our wives and children what they need from us as well. Melva, I'm reminded of a story that came to us recently about a wife who initially talked quite negatively about her husband to an online uh, chat group. Uh, and then the leader kind of wisely suggested that she start thinking uh, more positively about uh, the things that her husband did uh, even if it was difficult for her to do so. So, Mother, why don't you share uh, what she came up with? This is an example of what her husband did to take care of his wife and kids. Okay, this is what she came up with. My husband was very helpful in the kitchen. He usually got home from work around 3 p.m. and he made dinner for the family. 
I don't get home until about 5 p.m. He did all the yard work, took care of all the car maintenance, always called me if he was going to be late, instilled complete trust, did the lion's share of bill paying, because I hate to write due to carpal tunnel syndrome, balanced the checkbook, fixed the toilet when it would break regularly, painted outside of the house. Oh, yeah, and she was complaining. Okay, so he usually remembered to put the toilet seat down, the toilet seat and the lid down. Now, see, that was a bonus, right? See, oh, man. He vacuumed. He spent lots of time with the kids. He bought uh, Advent calendars with chocolate behind them each day for the kids every Christmas season. He laughed and joked a lot and didn't like to be serious. He told me when I looked good. He learned to enjoy horses because our girls and I love to ride. He was willing to try new dishes I prepared. He loved my lasagna. He went to church with the family every Sunday, even though he had trouble staying awake during preaching. Although he didn't like classical music, he went to almost every concert our daughters played in when they were in youth symphony, four years for one and six years for another. Who is this man? He held my hand through three labors and deliveries, and whispered in my ear to encourage me. He lovingly dressed an open wound for me after surgery for a breast abscess after the birth of our third. Four years later, he stood beside my bed as I was being willed to surgery to remove a breast due to cancer. Oh, wow. And tears filled his eyes as they did mine. That was in 1989. He walked the floors for hours at night with a sleepless, cranky child. He spooned cereal and baby food baby food into little mouths and endured spit up and baby poop on his clothing. He helped me to take care of my mother and she was dying of cancer. Is this what you mean, Tessie? It was difficult to get started, but look at what I accomplished. I also have a large lump in my throat and tears in my eyes right now. He was a fantastic husband. My sister told me he adored me, and I guess that's correct for a lot of the 26 years we have been married. Unknown. Wow. This story touches me, and probably most women. Here was a man, a husband, and a father who was there for her and his kids in very important and specific ways. Jesse, you're one of those fathers as well, and I'm blessed to have you in my life, and you know how much your sons love and look up to you. Well, thank you, Melba. That's that's very nice of you to say that. I wanted to share that story because it's an example of the kinds of contributions to the well-being of their families that only husbands and fathers can contribute. In order to do this, men have to have control of their lives and not, not allow the job to consume all of your time or your whole life. You owe your employer a good day's work. You don't owe them your entire life. And those who give away their lives to the company store will pay dearly for that decision. That's um, Your wives and um, and those, let me say it again. If you aren't careful, your wife and kids will become estranged from you. They will learn to manage without you. And one day you'll look up 
and they will have created such a distance from you that it will be extremely difficult, if not impossible, for you to rebuild that connection. And don't be surprised if one day, after the kids have left home, that your wife tells you that she's leaving too. That the only reason why she stayed with you so long was because of the kids. Now she wants to be free of you and find a life on her own. Wow, Jesse. You just painted a pretty bleak picture of what can happen. And while that might be hard to hear, it is the truth because we've dealt with situations like this over 32 years that we've worked as marriage counselors. The good news is that marriages like this do not have to end in divorce. That was not the case for Chris and Deborah Ann. They were able to come together with our help and build a new relationship. They are now happier than they have ever been. Yes, Melba, and that is the good news. We found it over and over and over again. No matter how bleak things might look in a marriage, we've helped couples to reclaim the loving relationships that they thought they'd lost. Well, you know, um, you've given it to the guys. It's my turn to talk to us women. Far too often, we, we can become so consumed with the demands of being mothers that we forget that our husbands need our time and attention, too. It's absolutely essential that husbands and wives recognize that they are the most important persons in their families and that they nurture their relationship because it is the foundation upon which the entire family exists. When your relationship goes well, other things seem to work better, too. But if not, everyone else pays the price for your unhappiness. Your relationship has to be at the very top of your priorities even above child-rearing, because one of the best things we can do for children is to show them parents who love and respect each other. When we first blended our family together, both of us were working demanding jobs. Eventually, we realized that we were giving everything else and everyone else more attention than we gave ourselves. We were not spending enough time with each other. So we decided that uh, we needed to schedule time together. And at least once a week, uh, we needed to do that, including you know planning weekend getaways and vacations. And we kept those appointments as faithfully as we kept any business appointments. And we also made sure that we scheduled time with our children as well. And if someone wanted us doing the one of those scheduled times, we'd simply say, sorry, we have an appointment. Many couples deal with the problem of not having uh, a quality time together by uh, planning a weekly date night. Uh, it's one evening a week when they devote to the relationship. And we've done it, and it's been great for our relationship. Once again, we want to emphasize that the two of you are the foundation of your family. Everything else revolves and evolves around you being happy. And one important way of doing this is by devoting time to your relationship. If you do take the time for each other, the whole family will benefit. If you don't, the whole family will pay the price. So it's really in your family's best interest to take time for your marriage or relationship. Well, you know, I'm looking at the time. It looks like we've got, we've got more we could share, and uh, we've just about run out of time. So uh, maybe what we'd like to do is um, really just to kind of highlight a, a, a few things. And the thing that you just said uh, just a moment ago, I think is is most important. If you don't hear, if you don't recall anything else we said tonight, 
because uh, we like to do a, a review, but if you don't remember anything else we said tonight, we would want to emphasize how important it is, it is essential that men and women, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, plan time, quality time together. And that's especially important if you have children because of the fact that uh, when you, your relationship is working and you guys are happy, that everything else kind of evolves around that. So so thanks again for listening. Remember, we, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email with your questions or comments. This is Jesse Johnson. And Melba Thomas-Johnson. Thank you for listening. Wishing you success in all your relationships. Thanks for listening to the Jesse and Melba podcast, Let's Talk About Love and Marriage, where we help you get that spark back in your relationship. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and listen to all of our shows. We post new shows every week, and we want to help each of your relationships. You can receive even more great information from successful couples by visiting our Facebook group, Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life. It's easy. Just search for Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life at Facebook.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. See you next time.